song that I could sing But I can try for your heart and our dreams And they are made out of real things Like a shoebox of photographs with sepia tone loving Love is the answer at least for most of the questions of my heart Like why are we here and where do we go and how come it's so hard It's not always easy and sometimes life can be deceiving I'll tell you one thing, it's always better when we're together mm, It's always better when we're together Good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana It is Play by Play coming to you live here on this Friday It's the end of the week, it's the last show of the year Casey Disclair here, hope you guys are having a wonderful start to your day Which will be the last work day of the new year By the time you guys go back to work the next time, it'll be 2023 Couple of things at the top of the show, I'll thank our sponsors And then I'll do all some, uh, you know, kind of a, a housekeeping to let you guys know what's coming today uh, But then we've got some fun stuff to talk about uh, Let's thank the Blue Boot Foundation, Bent's RV located on Highway 90 and Boutique Southland Dodge and Homa, Industrial Power Systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. Neil Small Engine, Dufresne Building Materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Buzz Off, the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Rouse's Markets feels like home. And Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting the South Lafouche, or South Lafouche Athletics rather, and community youth sports organizations. Let's talk about this. Uh, in the next segment of the show, we've got Chandler Guitros for his usual Friday 11.45 appointment with the play-by-play doctor. Uh, we will diagnose some things that are happening over at Tarpon Baseball. We will be talking about uh, his program, some things they're looking to do, some things they're looking to get accomplished. We'll have Chandler on in the next segment of the show. Then we'll talk maybe a little Thursday night football. Cowboys get an ugly win, maybe some college football playoff stuff at the noon uh, time segment. And then at 12.15, we'll go to Damian. We'll talk about high school basketball. We'll talk about college football, college basketball, NFL, whatever it is that Damian and I get ourselves into. We'll carry that segment until about 12.40 or so. Then at the bottom of the show, I've got my weekend predictions and I've got my betting picks to wrap up the show. But before we dive into the scoreboard, and I do have some scores to tell you guys about. It was brought to my attention recently, uh, and I didn't even realize this time flies when you're having fun. <clears throat> we, this week, surpassed our one-year anniversary of doing play-by-plays. Like, I wish I would have had the foresight <laughs> to figure this out. Like, I would have went back and found the exact date, and we would have had, like, a big blowout. I didn't do that, uh, but no, the listener was 100% correct. We started play-by-play -play in between Christmas and New Year's last year during the bowl season, and that means that today, December 30th, 2022, we've surpassed one year of doing this show. So, to me, that's like a milestone in and of itself because it's awesome to make a year, but then immediately you think of all of the people that have allowed that to happen. You think of, you know, station ownership, you know, truck and Christy and Andrea and, you know, the, the, the Gisclair family for giving me the opportunity. I think of Buddy Miller 
who's next door and we give buddy a hard time but in the early days he was teaching me how to work the board and you know everything I, I certainly thank him so much for his time you think of all of the different coaches that we've had on throughout the last year folks who are often at school, often in their classrooms, who are often, you know, putting their day-to-day jobs aside for a second to give me time to promote their respective programs. I couldn't be more grateful to those men and those women for doing the things that they do for me. I couldn't be more grateful to them for giving me 10, 15 minutes to talk about this team or that team or this game or that game. You know, I think about guys like uh, Damian and Turtle and, you know, guys that maybe aren't teachers, but they come on and they, you know, talk about sports and it's just been one hell of a ride. And then the most important people that I got to think are all the folks listening right now, all the folks who have listened throughout the past year. Our listening audience has grown. One of the things that I didn't realize whenever I first took on this challenge was the amount of time it took for people to realize that something was there, right? We were doing, and I would get frustrated, right? We were doing the show for three, four, five months, and I'm telling people, yeah, I'll talk about it on the radio at 1150. Huh? What? You're on the what? People didn't know that it was out there, but if you do things consistently for a long enough period of time, eventually it gets there. Now, I do think that there are a lot of folks that realize and understand that we're here every day. I do think there are a lot of folks who listen every day. I do think there is a a large growing contingent and a little army that we're building of folks that are fed up with the lack of high school coverage and the lack of middle school coverage and the lack of sports coverage period in our area that are rallying around what we're trying to do because that's what we're trying to do here, right? We're trying to preserve athletics in our area. Other media entities are not covering it at all. They're telling you loudly and proudly, we don't give a crap about high school athletics. We don't give a crap about middle school athletics. We're going to go cover uh, Arch Manning. We're going to cover LSU. We're going to cover whatever. And we do do some of the LSU and the Arch Manning stuff here too, but our bread and butter is local. Our bread and butter is always going to be local. I want people in our community to know when Homa Christian School gets a win over South Lafouche and is 10-0, which we'll talk about in just a segment. In just a second. I want people in the community to know, hey, the Terrebonne boys basketball team is excellent. They got another big win yesterday, which we'll talk about in a second. I want the kids in the community to know, hey, when you score 35 points in a game, it's not going to get ignored because you're going to get a couple of attaboys from me here. I want kids to know if, hey, you go three for five with two home runs and four RBI, I'm going to talk about that. I'm going to give you an attaboy. When you rush for 250 yards, there's a place for you here. I'm going to shout you out. You're going to get a weekend W. We're preserving athletics in our area. I've said it here a million times. Being a student athlete is one of the coolest things that a kid could do. And I want those kids to understand and realize that their efforts are appreciated. I want those coaches who are woefully underpaid to know and understand that their efforts are appreciated and that all of you all, coaches, players, fans, parents, support systems, school administration, whatever it may be, you all have a home here from 1130 to 1 o'clock, Monday through Friday. And then you also got a home on Saturdays from 10 to noon on ESPN 100.3 for the Sports Corner. We're preserving athletics in our area. We're always going to fight for you guys. We're always going to have you guys back. And I sincerely, from the bottom of my heart, want to thank everybody for one year. 
It's been an awesome one year. We've got plans to make year two even better. We've got plans to continue to grow our audience. We've got plans to continue to do the things that we do because at a time where the instinct is to pull away, ah, ah, high school, ah, ah, we're not pulling away. We're pulling closer. We're going to make sure that these student athletes get the recognition that they deserve. I plan to give you guys scoreboard updates in this segment. I got too fired up. I got too into what we were talking about. So we're not going to do that right here. I'll save that for the 12 o'clock hour after we get Chandler on the line. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We did have some high school results last night. Very quickly before the break, just a reminder of our broadcast schedule for next week. On next Tuesday, sorry, not next Tuesday, next Monday we'll have LCO and West Thibodeau. That's the day after New Year's. And then on Thursday, we've got South LaFouche boys basketball against South Terrebonne. Both of those matchups you'll be able to hear right here on KLEB. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to South LaFouche High School and Jane Legitros, the head baseball coach out there, will ask him about some of the things his team's looking to do next week because they're going to be retaking the field for some evaluations and hitting the weights and doing some uh, some polishing up before the next year. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. It's the Big Finner Sales event right now at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram trucker van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Some people just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. Like your third grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully. The neighbor who gives you a jump start. And the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your state farm agent has your back too. Through good times and the not so good. And who's got your agents back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. We're here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985-632-0988. There are over 3,600 RV dealerships in North America, and just over 1% of those earn the prestigious Top 50 Dealer Award. Fence RV is proud to be in that 1%. Being a Top 50 Dealer takes dedication to our customers, offering the best RV brands in the market, great service, and a huge parts selection. Our goal at Fence RV is to enhance customer experiences through our commitment to customer satisfaction. Come on over to Fence RV to experience a top 50 dealer or visit us at FenceRV.com. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne building materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at DufresneLumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do-friend difference. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear. Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients safe to all humans and pets check us out on facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com need our cedar beaters now call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back buzz off mosquito control safe effective guaranteed 
Terrebonne General Health System, where medical science meets the art of caring, is committed to providing the latest advances in medical technology with a gentle caring touch. This is evident in our high-tech, high-touch approach to healthcare. As a trusted healthcare resource, we deliver both life-saving, compassionate inpatient services and life-changing preventive care, while also providing wellness needs and outreach throughout the Bayou region. To learn about how Terrebonne General is providing innovative healthcare solutions, visit tghealthsystem.com. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. It's our last show of 2022. It's only fitting that we go to the phone lines and spend some time with a guy who spent as much time with us as any coach in the area in 2022. That's South Lafouche baseball coach, Coach Shane Legitros, is on the line now. Good morning, buddy. How are you? Hey, Casey. Doing great. Yes, sir. Look, man, we talked about this in the first segment of the show. Somewhere in the last week or so, this show celebrated a one-year birthday, and I didn't even realize it. But, bro, man, I, I I was thanking all the coaches and all the players and everybody for listening. And, bro, you've been a big part of this, man. Every Friday at 11.45, I could count on it like clockwork. You're coming on and you're promoting your program in the offseason, during the season. And, heck, even during the year, we had you on midweek sometimes when the matchups allowed. So, sincerely, brother, thank you so much for your time. And um, it's almost baseball season again, Ponda. Yeah, man. Uh, look, congratulations. I hadn't realized that, but now thinking back, yeah, we've been uh, doing this for a little while now. Uh, but uh, look, and I'm going to speak to every coach in the area. We are just all so thankful that uh, we have a platform to promote our programs. And y'all do such a great job, uh, not just with us, but really spreading the love throughout the Tri-Fires area and giving coaches a chance to promote the kids, which is what we're all in this for. We're all on the same team, highlighting our kids, highlighting our community. So sincerely, thank you for giving us that platform. Absolutely, my dude. Uh, look, man, you've told us, hey, whenever we get back to school, it's, it's you know, pedal to the grindstone. And I had Mike Barbo on yesterday. He said the same thing. When we get back to school, it's it's time to boogie. So you guys got a couple of days of downtime left, and then it's going to be evaluating and, you know, some last-second planning and preparing in your weight program or your off-season program. It's almost time where you guys are going to be busting it hard and going, going at it before the start of the next year. Yeah, and uh, look, we're very excited. And, uh, you know, our first day is Tuesday, so naturally I look at the weather forecast. But Tuesday it's now 70% <laughs> chance of rain. Uh, you know how it always goes, man. But uh, uh, we're excited. Uh, we're ready to get our kids back, get them all together. We've been able to go uh, with groups at a time, but we haven't been able to get all uh, all our guys together at once, which we're definitely looking forward to. Uh, you know, some last-minute housekeeping things. We're going to continue uh, with our throwing program, continuing the cage for now. That's really what we're going to ramp up with. And also taking this time to get as many athletes uh, who are not currently a part of our program, be it freshmen, be it uh, guys uh, trying out um, that maybe hadn't played before, getting all those guys paperwork clear with Coach Colley, getting all that, uh, you know, kind of housekeeping stuff out of the way. That way we get to the third week in January, we're rocking and rolling. Tell me about that, and maybe I've asked you about this in the past, but yeah, if I'm, I'm not sure, I don't remember. To be honest with you, I know in football and basketball, like you could walk the halls, and BJ may see, hey, there's a six-three kid who looks athletic. Maybe I could teach him to be a tight end or a receiver. Basketball, hey, there's a six-six kid. I could teach him to block out and rebound. 
Baseball, it's a little different, but there's not really like a prototype, right? Like there's not really like a certain body size that works better than others. And 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 quite honestly, Chandler, like baseball is this game that you probably have to play a little bit from when you're younger because you got to learn techniques and fundamentals. And is there are, are, are there any times where you're walking the hall and saying, hey, man, I, I got to have this dude. I don't know who this is. I got to go meet this dude. Or is baseball a little bit different? Well, I kind of tried it with Carson Ocheron this year, but uh... – <laughs> He didn't bite because uh, he might be the best athlete at our school, obviously, but I think he's going to uh, stick to his other sports. Uh, but, no, it, it's very tough. Um, it, it's one that if you even – you see it with guys who get injured. If you miss a year of development, uh, swinging, or just, you know, going from playing a junior varsity level or in Little League where the fastball jumps up from in the 50s and 60s to the 70s, 80s, and sometimes 90s, it, it's the hardest one that if you take a year off or if you don't play – to be able to come back and make it the following year. Um, so it's it's tough, but we give guys the opportunity. And, look, it could be a, a kid that, uh, you know, coming uh, from uh, just didn't feel like playing last year as a freshman, uh, you know, that want to try out now. It happens. We've uh, we've had it before. We've had guys make teams that didn't try out as a freshman to play JV, and we'll give them that JV year. But the older you get, especially if you look at, like, junior, senior level and you're trying to come out for baseball, it is extremely tough. Uh, but we give kids those opportunities. If they're good enough, they'll make it. If not, thanks for, uh, for coming to try. Um, but, no, I, I'd agree with you. It's it's not a sport where you could just walk in and be the best athlete and have success. It's one that you really gotta uh, you got to play it throughout. It's hard to take a year off and come back. For sure. That makes sense, brother. Whenever you guys get back at it on Tuesday, assuming that the weather is going to cooperate, um, mentality-wise, you know, mindset-wise, work ethic-wise, what are some principles that you guys are looking to see to let you guys know, hey, like our minds are right, we're focused, we're ready to go. Look, it's attacking every drill and it's finishing everything that we do. That That's the biggest uh, thing is our approach and being able to finish. That's a key word uh, with our program. Look, it might be different faces, but it's, it's still guys that were here. We didn't uh, get the end result that we wanted last year, obviously. Uh, so, you know, it's got to be hunger uh, from jump, not just hunger for you to get a spot, but hunger to get our program. Uh, back to that level that we, we've had it at for really the last five years. It's about 2017, 2018. And, uh, you know, just keep the program going in the right direction. So in order to do that, we have to attack every drill. The kid's got to be hungry. It can't be, uh, oh, I forgot my helmet in the locker room. Or if I, it, it's got to be focused, locked in, from jump, from day one. Because a baseball season goes by so quick. You look at when you really start playing, it's really like five, six weeks you get in 30, 31 games in. So it, it's something you have to attack from jump, and your approach mentally has to be the same every day. Coach, one thing that I, I asked Mike about yesterday, and I think it's just fascinating, and I think it's one of the reasons why we love baseball so much, is that, you know, look, two years ago, uh, Barba's team made the playoffs and, and couldn't catch a break late in the game, and it ended up not going their way. And then last year, they get into the playoffs, they catch every break imaginable, and, you know, they end up winning it all. And it, it, it's a game where you could do everything right every day and still sometimes not be rewarded by luck, by chance, by the other team just having a great day. And when you roll out of bed, you never have an idea which end of the sword you're going to end up on. It's a crazy game. Like There could be a ground ball that hits the third base bag, rolls into the corner somewhere, turns into a triple, or that same ground ball could turn into a double play the next time that it's hit. You never know which side of the coin you're going to get. That's why it's such a fun game because it's such an unpredictable game. Yeah, and look, you look at uh, the major league and at the college level, baseball is probably the sport out of any sport at professional or college level that the best team doesn't win it. 
uh, at as good of a clip as in other sports. You know, uh, you could be great all season, and then you just catch a couple of bad breaks in a playoff game, and you're done. And uh, that's what I respect a lot about what South Terrebonne's program is. Uh, I know they preach a lot about consistency in their mindset. You don't know when you play them in the regular season or play them in the playoffs. You know any difference? You know it's they just so consistent the way that their kids approach the game. So uh, definitely easy to see why they've had success. And uh, you look at us. I mean, we've had uh, I'd argue at times over the last two years, and I'd even say during the COVID year, even though it was sharp, there was a time in each of the last three seasons that we were the best team in Class 4A, and it never ended with a state title. We get beaten the playoffs, even though there's a two or three weeks span in the season that you're the best team. So. Uh, that's what's challenging about baseball, and uh, you know the best team doesn't always win. You got to come out and perform every day, and the baseball guys have got to smile on you. You got to catch breaks. Uh, it's extremely hard, but like you said, that's why we love it, and that's why every team has a chance to win anytime you take the field. Playing Division One, uh, non-select. There's going to be some behemoths there. There are going to be some programs that have way more enrollment, way more kids to pick from. Um, and, and Mike was saying, man, like, we're just, you know, to hell with it. We're just going to embrace the us against the world mentality, you know, whatever it is, it is. And he brought up a great point, which is also relevant to you, which is why I'm going to ask you the same question. He said, hey, man, look, when you go through Ida where you don't have, you know, a park or a campus or whatever and you're, you're missing school time, like, you you just kind of become an underdog naturally and it doesn't bother you anymore when you're up against adversity. Are you guys kind of taking that same approach as, man, like, who cares, man? Like, we've been up against some stuff before. It doesn't matter at this point anymore. Yeah, I mean, uh, every season since I've got the job, it's been something. It's been COVID. It's been this. It's been I. It's been that. And uh, it's been the same for our kids, obviously. You know, it's, it's you know, you go out and you play. You know, uh, I think uh, everybody in our community, uh, or all of our kids going through what we've been through as a community, everybody's done feeling sorry for themselves. They want to pick up and just get ready and let's go. So, um We'll pick up the pieces and go. We're going to adjust to it. Uh, it's still baseball, you know. It's uh, it's definitely uh, going to be a challenge for us if uh, we're fortunate enough to be in one of those 24 teams standing. But you got to get there first, and we we're going to play uh, the schedule that we always play. It's going to be very similar to what we normally do, and uh, the chips are going to fall where they may. Uh, but yeah, definitely, uh, it's going to be uh, you know challenging if you see a barb on the other end of that bracket or Sam Houston or whoever. So. Uh, you back with the big boys, which is where we competed at for years, and, uh, you know, line up and we'll give them hell. So one of the big messages that you've told me throughout the offseason is, Casey, we've got to throw strikes. We've got to throw strikes. If we throw strikes, we think our pitching staff is going to evolve and be very good. Talk about the balancing act of, yes, throwing strikes, but also making sure, because, look, you guys say this often when it's 0-2 and you guys are going outside of the zone a little bit. But you don't want it to be six feet out of the zone where it's non-competitive. You guys say, "Hey, you got to be more competitive." Talk about that juggling act of yes, you got to throw strikes, but you've got to throw competitive strikes. You can't just throw seventy miles an hour middle middle because it's going to get destroyed. Talk about that that balancing act of making sure that yeah, you're in the zone, but you're competitively in the zone. Well, uh, and that's a, a big part of what we do uh, with our pitching staff, which Coach Buck does a great job at is that whenever we score our bullpens, we're not scoring if we throw strikes, and we make it a competition. We're scoring the spots that we hit. Uh, you know, our, our it's called a pitch and a color assistant that Coach Robichaux from uh, UL Suns came up with, and we have color-coded plates where it's not just, uh, you know, your inner third, your outer third, and your middle that's each a certain color, but also six inches each direction uh, out of the zone. So whenever we want to 
call a miss fastball. We're calling a miss fastball in a certain spot. It, it's we got to get it in the green, uh, you know, at a competitive eye level. Uh, same thing whenever we're, you know, we're not just throwing curveballs just to get a curveball over the plate. It's we're either throwing it to the blue or the black, uh, wherever we want it. So that's a big part of how we score our kids in the bullpens. That's a big part of how we decide who actually gets innings. It's uh, it's not just throwing strikes. It's hitting spots. So, uh, no, it's definitely something that we preach a lot because, like you said, it, whatever you throw, if, uh, if they see in fastball, dead red all day, they're going to blast you. So uh, it's a big part of what we stress, and it's a big part of why I think we've had success over the years. How's that grass growing, brother? Looking pretty good so far? Oh, yeah. Uh, but uh, this freeze, man, it kind of kind of freaked me out a little bit. It was uh, it was green, 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 and it's a little lighter shade of green, so I was very happy to see this rain today. Very nice. Partner, last question before we let you go. What are some goals for next week? What are some things you're hoping to get accomplished with the team? Um, with us, about picking up where we left off uh, from our fall program. We're going to get the arms back in shape, and uh, that's really my big thing. Is I want our guys to be able to go, and if, uh, if you're called upon to go six, seven innings in a game in February, that's what we need from you. We want to get you to that level right now. So that's our, uh, our goal is that we're safely doing that and conditioning our kids' arms. And also uh, just getting uh, that attitude and energy that we want back, having them all there together. Um, really looking forward to seeing how this new team, because you know this year more than ever, it's it's a brand new group, and uh, just seeing how that uh, camaraderie starts to gel together. I'm over here looking at the clocks and oh, I gotta have them off before noon. There's a cafeteria. Do- no, it's not a school day. Just clear. I could ask you another question. Is LSU gonna <laughs> win their bowl game on Monday? They're playing Purdue, and then secondly. What were your thoughts about Kayshawn Bouti, man? Look, I, I said this on yesterday's show. Like, I don't mind that he went pro, but what I do mind is the theatrics of, oh, I'm coming back. Oh, I want to win it all. This is why I came here. And then, oopsie-daisy, I'm going to go and get in trouble with the bowl game, and then I'm going to leave. That's what I have issue with. What are your thoughts? Is LSU going to win? And then your thoughts on the Bouti situation? Uh, I think they will win. Uh, it's a very advantageous game with everybody that Purdue has sitting out. And uh, like you said, it's not to trash a kid. It's, it's the way that he – did it you know it's kind of kind of iffy because that gives uh you know certain people in our fan base on me heard that uh that Jaden Daniels was coming back so that's why he said he's not going to get the ball as much you know it, it just gives that air like come on bro what, what are you doing you, you knew uh uh what the situation was a month ago if that's why you chose to leave or if it's uh what I would probably happen uh getting in trouble a little bit uh I don't know it's just a shame there's a better way to handle it no doubt about it, brother. Thanks so much for the time. Happy New Year to you and yours, brother. Uh, can't wait for some baseball season coming around the corner. All right, Casey. We'll see you all soon. Yep, that is Coach Chandler Guitros doing an excellent job, as always. Look, man, he's one of the dudes. He's been consistent uh, every Friday, you know, whether his family's on vacation, whether he's at school, whatever. He tells me, hey, every Friday I, I want to come on at 1145 and promote my program. We certainly thank him so much for that commitment and that dedication. Let's catch a break when we get back. I'll tell you about the scores yesterday at the Core Holiday Invitational. I'll tell you who's playing today at the Core Holiday Invitational. And I'll also tell you about some girls' basketball results from around the area. It's play-by-play on KLEB. Opening up our lunchtime hour in the next segment. We'll be right back after this. Do you want a free EasyGo golf cart? Golden Motors has given you a chance to win a new golf cart. All you have to do is buy a new or pre-owned vehicle to get your chance to put your name into a drawing. During the months of November through January 31st, buy your next car, truck, or SUV and get your chance to win. See our collections of Chevy Silverados, Equinox, and Trailblazers arriving daily. 
Golden Motors, where price is priority. On Highway 3235 and cut off, Chevy, find new roads. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become a part of something bigger and join the team. We're currently hiring for drivers, warehousemen, riggers, crane operators, and forklift operators to work out of Port Fouchon. So apply now at danos.com or call 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. It's Mike to tell you for Neal Small Engine Incorporated. Listen up. That's what we did at Gravely. We listened to lawn professionals. Then we brought the professional performance home. Gravely residential zero-turn mowers show the neighborhood that you mean business. Zero turns that are as tough as nails operate a comfort beyond compare. We've had a 100 years of professional advice to perfect cutting performance. Just drop the deck, put the neighbors on notice. Gravely, driven from within. At Neal Small Engine Incorporated, locations in Homa, LaRoe, and At Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation. If you've never been to a Rouse's Market during the holidays, we'd like to officially invite you. We're your fresh seafood market for your casseroles and dressings, your full-service butcher shop with Cajun specialties, your place to get your complete holiday dinner. Above all, we're a family-owned grocery store that supports our community so you can feel really good about shopping for your holiday meal without running around town to check off your list. The best stuff for the holidays is right here at Rouse's. Home health services in South LaFouche are vital right now. Look no further than Lady of the Sea Home Health, where the sick, the elderly, and the homebound. Our caring staff makes each day a little brighter, a little better. With quality health care and warm, genuine support, you and your loved ones are the most comfortable, content, and independent in your own home. Speak to your physician today about home health services from Lady of the Sea. Call 985-632-6900 for more information. Quality health care locally for you. Juice! Juice, please! It's lunchtime on a Friday. A lot of you guys are knocking off of work for the week. If so, please be careful getting back home in this nasty weather. If you've got to grind it out until 5 and you're going to eat out somewhere, Raising Cane's, you're going to Chick-fil-A in Homa, or if you're down the bayou going to Share Me's, Me Ma's, whatever it is that you're choosing today, Ah, may the meal be served warm and fresh, and may you guys enjoy your lunchtime with us here on Play by Play. Casey Justclair here. In 10 minutes, we're going to Damien St. Pierre. I'll ask Damien about South Lafouche and Homa Christian. We'll ask him about the LSU bowl game and 
everything. But you know, you guys know how it works with Damien. We're going to talk about all kinds of stuff. Damien did an awesome job last night, by the way. We did South Lafouche and Homa Christian together. Uh, I asked him, you know, randomly just in the middle of the day, like, hey, bro, you want to do some radio? <laughs> didn't give him any time to prep, didn't give him any time to, you know, study their schools or whatever it may be, but we made it work. We did had an excellent call. Homa Christian School Girls Basketball is pretty damn good given the youth on their roster. They're now 10-0, and but more about that in just a second. Our boys basketball scoreboard from last night was as follows. We had East St. John fall to Helen Cox 58-43. to That was at the Sam Houston tournament. HL Bourgeois defeats Assumption over at the Core Holiday Invitational 56-39. Good win for Bourgeois over the Assumption Mustangs. We also had Terrebonne get a two-point win, 61-59, over Central Catholic of Morgan City. Great win for Terrebonne. And I'll be honest, not a bad result for Central Catholic either. You're losing as a 1A school by two points to a, you know, 12, 13 win 5A school. That's not a bad result for Central Catholic, but it could have been a really, really big win for them had they been able to flip that one on the other end. Ellender falls again over at the Sunkiss Tournament. Lafayette Christian beats them 59-52. to Telling you, it's just not happening for Ellender right now. Something's missing. They're just, just not playing well. Oh, excuse me, Bruley gets a 74-38 win over South Lafouche at the Core Holiday Invitational. No B.J. Daniels for the Tarpons. It's going to be tough without him. Lutcher beats Homa Christian 62-18. Uh, E.D. White gets a 48-47 win over Morgan City over at the Core Holiday Invitational. Vanderbilt gets a 67-29 win over Berwick. Good win for Vanderbilt there in that matchup. Let's see if there were any other local scores. I don't think there were. I think that wraps up the boys' basketball side of things. So now we dive into the girls. Um, in girls basketball locally, last night, Hanville got a 71-49 win over Terrebonne in a district matchup. Congratulations to Coach Ariana and the Hanville Lady Tigers getting a district win over Terrebonne. Assumption goes to the St. Joseph's Academy Tournament, plays Mount Cormel, and comes up short 39-30. Mount Cormel gets the win. A score I missed um, in 5A, St. Louis Catholic gets a 68-33 win over Thibodeau. Man, tough one for Thibodeau. Thibodeau's really good. Um, so if they're losing by 30 to somebody, St. Louis must be really, really good. That's a little bit of a surprising result there to see that one. The game that you were able to hear right here on KLEB is Homa Christian getting a 48-37 win over South Lafouche. Kathy Luke and her team... Uh, get a big road win. Look, Kathy, we we saw Kathy after the game. Damien and I, she came kind of talk with us at the radio table after the game, after we got off the air. She was giddy. She was very happy, very proud of her team, very um, <clears throat> excited about their team's future. They're now 10-0. and More about that in just a second. I'll tell you about my thoughts on that one. Kaplan gets a 38-33 win over E.D. White. That's over at the Vermilion Catholic Tournament out in Abbeville. St. James defeats Nola Charter, Science and Math, 51-23. Uh, then let's see. I think that wraps up the local schedule pretty much. Um, St. Charles Catholic defeats Haynes Academy, 54-40. to A good win for St. Charles. Now, let's talk about that Homa Christian and South Lafouche result for a second. A couple of things. I think that it's really cool in today's day and age where coaches are trying to be softer on kids. Coaches are trying to be
be more relatable, I guess is the, the phrase or the word that they often use, more relatable, more laid back, more relaxed, more have fun, more in with the times, whatever cliche you want to use. Kathy Luke's not doing a whole lot of that. <laughs> She's coaching hard. She's old school. She's not wavering in the way that she does things. She's expecting a lot out of her team, and her team's rewarding her with buy-in and now a 10-0 start to the year. Homa Christian is young. Last night, they played an 11th grader, a 10th grader, a couple of 9th graders, two, three 8th graders, and even a 7th grader. But they don't use their youth as an excuse. Late in the game, I told Damian on the air, I said, look, Homa Christian's blown out everybody that they played this year pretty much by and large. It's going to be a challenge for them to pull this game away in the fourth quarter. Being as young as they are, being on the road, facing a more uh, physical 4A team. But the kids don't realize that what they're doing is, is extraordinary. They don't realize, hey, like, we shouldn't be 10-0. and we're, we're basically a middle school team. They don't realize that. They're just competing, playing hard, leaving it out on the floor, fundamentally doing the little things well, and they're getting the results as a result. Kathy told us, she came on, on this show earlier this week, she told us, hey, I didn't go into this year thinking it was going to be a special year. I thought it was still a part of our building. And look, at the end of the day, is Homa Christian going to win the state championship? Eh, maybe not. I don't know. They're going to be up against a very talented list of teams out in Division Three Select. But the fact that they've even put themselves in the position is a testament to the great coaching of Kathy Luke, is a testament to the wonderful talent and buy-in from those players. The difference in the game last night was that Homa Christian wanted it more. If you're a parent of a South Lafouche player and my saying that makes you angry, I apologize, but I got to tell it to you like it is. Homa Christian wanted it more. How many rebounds did Homa Christian get? Offensive rebounds, putbacks. How many loose balls on the floor did they get? Steals did they get? The little effort plays. Homa Christian was willing to do some of the dirty work that South Lafouche was not. That's hard to accept sometimes, hard to understand sometimes, but it is what it is. They were younger, but they were hungrier. They were maybe smaller, didn't quite have the size, maybe didn't have quite the muscular build, but they were willing to do the dirty work. And as a result, they're 10-0, and the Lady Tarpon struggled again and fell to 5-15. and both teams are really young, and I think that Lady Tarpons, while they're down this year, I don't think they'll be down for long. I think that they're going to have some better years here coming up. They've got a lot of youth and a lot of girls' basketball talent coming up in our area. But my God, home of Christian school in the next few years. If you're 10-0 now with the Lions kid on the, eight, on the inside, she's an 8th grader. With some of the guards that they have who are ninth graders, 8th graders, if you're talented now, if you're beating varsity programs now, what's it going to be like two, three, four years into the future when those kids are 10th graders, 11th graders, 12th graders? Kathy's already got a state championship under her belt. Whew, she's got a great chance to win another couple more maybe in the future. Homer Christian gets a big win there over South Lafouche.
Today at the Core Holiday Invitational, I'll tell you about who's playing out there today. It'll be a good slate of games and a great opportunity to watch some basketball if you want to brave the weather. Over at E.D. White, 4.30, you got Assumption and Terrebonne. <clears throat> 6 o'clock, Lutcher and H.L. Bourgeois. 7.30, Homer Christian and E.D. White. Over at Central Catholic of Morgan City, 3 o'clock, Berwick and South Lafouche. 4.30, Bruley and Vanderbilt. 7.30, Morgan City and Central Catholic. Six games in the area. Should be six very interesting and very intriguing matchups. Opportunities for some teams to better themselves as we're wrapping up the final stages of non-district play. Let's catch a break when we get back out of the break. We got Damian St. Pierre on the line. We'll be chatting with him about all sorts of things. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow. The music on the bayou, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. The music on the bayou, the Raging Cajun, 1600 AM, KLEB, and 102.7 FM. Do you want a free EasyGo golf cart? Golden Motors has given you a chance to win a new golf cart. All you have to do is buy a new or pre-owned vehicle to get your chance to put your name into a drawing. During the months of November through January 31st, buy your next car, truck, or SUV and get your chance to win. See our collections of Chevy Silverados, Equinox, and Trailblazers arriving daily. Golden Motors, where price is priority. On Highway 3235 and cut off, Chevy, find new roads. As a leader in the oil and gas industry, Joe's Septic Contractors caters to oil field clients, offering vacuum truck service for offshore tanks, vessels, or treatment plants containing sewage or gray water. Their rental department offers state-of-the-art offshore portable toilets with cages and certified safety slings for easy maneuvering. Also, holding tank rentals and portable hand-washing stations. Call Joe's Septic Contractors 24-7 in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville Reserve, and now Odessa, Texas. Visit Joe's Septic at viscom.net. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at DufresneLumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the Dufresne difference. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear. Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe. Effective. Guaranteed. At Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. 
Want to become a certified babysitter? Terrebonne General Health System is excited to offer super sitter classes. Participants will learn first aid and CPR along with safety, business, and basic child care skills. Classes are for ages 11 to 15 and will be held at Terrebonne General. Upon completion of the program, students will receive a two-year American Red Cross Babysitter CPR first aid certification. Our summer sessions are about to kick off. For class schedules and prices or to register, call 985-850-6204 or visit tghealthsystem.com. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. Casey Gisclair here. I don't know if this is the radio gods trying to tell us something with this song here. Uh, but we do have Damien St. Pierre on the line. Damien, they're playing the Kurt Angle song. I don't know how I feel about that. But what's good, brother? Good afternoon. How are you doing? Yeah, I feel a little slidey with that coming on uh, <laughs> to start our segment off, man. I'm doing great, Case. Uh, uh, slow morning for me. Like I told you yesterday when I, when I texted you about our arrival time, I'm like, man, I, I forget people are working. I kind of backloaded my vacation time, so I haven't done anything in the past week and a half. There you go. That sounds like a winner, brother. Uh, look, last night you and I had the privilege of calling South Lafouchian home a Christian school. It was a good game. And I talked about this in the last segment of the show is that, hey, man, Homa Christian, despite their youth, despite their lack of size, despite their inexperience, they did a lot of the dirty work that the Lady Tarpons were not willing to do. They attacked the glass. They got on the floor for loose balls. They executed down the stretch and earned their 10th win of the year, man. It was a good result for Coach Kathy Luke and her team last night. Oh, absolutely. And you mentioned it in the, in the last segment. A lot of that was just one. And that's not downgrading anybody. That's, that's, just, that's just telling how it is. Um, Homer Christian came in there very hungry and very good at what the little things that they did. Um, I would have loved to have seen maybe Salafu switch to a zone for a little bit just to see. I mean, outside of that 22-point first quarter, Homer Christian was pretty average at best from the outside. A lot of their stuff came from the inside. And, you know, there a day after and, and getting to kind of evaluate the game, not just watching the sideline, just kind of thinking about the things that happened. And the name that keeps coming up is Nyla Lyons, an eighth grader. And that's, that's impressive to say just – just to, to have that in a varsity level basketball game, have an eighth grader. I know have an eighth grader play the way she did last night and uh, and do a, a whole heap of great things on the boards and from the free throw line uh, on the you know and, and converting late, especially uh, their press break was her get it to the ball, get her the ball half court, and have her just make a play at the end. Um, you know, I texted a couple of middle school coaches last night on the after the game, and I was like, man, I'm glad she's not playing at, at LCO anymore. I'm, I mean, they they would. I mean, it wouldn't even be fair. Yeah, no, I was thinking the same thing, man. Is if they, <laughs> I actually texted uh, text somebody last night. I said, man, can you imagine if Kathy would put those three or four eighth graders with the seventh grader and play a middle school game against somebody, dude? It'd be it'd be unbelievable. They would win by fifty or sixty points, man. It'd be nuts. Look, I'm not I'm not signing up. <laughs> <laughs> Look, an unsung person last night on the floor was the Thompson kid number fifteen. You know, she had the assignment of guarding Ellie Lorraine. And, you know, Ellie, she, she in spurts, she did a lot of good things. She got hot at the end of the third quarter. But for the most part, you know, she, she did a great job on her, and that, that led to that victory. Uh, she didn't – Thompson didn't do much on the offensive side of the floor, but she was an asset on the defensive end. Tell me about the holidays for your team, Golden Medal boys and girls basketball. I know that you guys have gotten some work in, maybe haven't played as many games or whatever, kind of a little bit of a rest from that. But – during these holiday times, you could you know get some team building in. You could get build some chemistry. You could polish up some skills. How have the Lions and Lady Lions gotten better in the last week or so? Oh, uh, 
look, we, we work. You know, I don't, I don't know if people have a, a kind of a misconceived notation that you take off the two weeks for the holidays, but that's not something that, that we do down to buy. I know talking to Coach Pokey at LCO, it's not something they do. Um, you know, they, they go to work. You know, we, we, we all go to work and we, we practice, I think, seven, eight times during the holidays. And look, from, from, from high school, making it mandatory and doing this and that, look, we understand it's middle school. People got stuff to do. Kids don't drive, can't get themselves to and from practice. So you got to be a little lenient on you know on some of these on some of these cases, but we've gotten better, and the kids that that are that are there have gotten tremendously better. And um, you know this week we started to put in some new stuff. Obviously, you're getting scouted. Paris Tom's coming up starting this week for all the teams in the, the Lafouche Paris region, and you got to put some new stuff in because you know you most of us have played. You know we're we're in I think game um, 13, 14 at this point, the halfway point of our season. So you got to put something new in. A lot of buy-in from my kids down here, and it's it's fun. You know, people will, you know, say, "Oh man, we're," you know, I like to say it. I like to say it. Not a lot of people like. So I'm not going to get anybody in trouble. But you know, we're just little old gold and medal. Like little old gold and medal. We work hard, and we're we're coming there in Palestine. We're we're excited about the possibilities of what what we could get done. So let me ask you this. This is a coaching philosophy question, and I'm interested to hear your answer. And the way that I'm going to pose the question is going to sound silly, but. Back in the day, about two, three years ago, I was in a Madden online league and I was playing against all my buddies and we all put in a little bit of money and we at the end of the year that whoever won the Super Bowl was going to bring home the prize. Well, a friend of mine told me, said, Casey, you run the ball in first down every single time. So I had to adjust and I started doing play action. Like, so I guess the question that I'm asking you is, do you self-scout? Because look, I don't even think that that, like, I never even would have thought to even do that, but I could see absolutely why if you're watching yourself and you're picking up some tendencies that you do and trying to mix up on those things, like do you guys self-scout at all and try to mix things up from time to time? My assistant, Dufonsica, does a tremendous job of that. He will audit things that we do, when we do it, and how we do it to make sure that we're not calling that more than once or twice a game. Um, he is a tremendous asset on my bench, and I, I can't I can't talk about him enough on what he brings to the program. But yes, you're absolutely correct. Uh, we don't want to get into tendencies and you know doing things when when certain things are happening. So he does a great job of auditing that during the game, post game, pre game. Um, you know, coach dude, never afraid of lending an opinion, and that's what's great about having him on the bench. Because um, you know, as a hey coach, you don't you don't want a yes man. You want somebody that's going to stay true to their their opinion and and not tell you what you want to hear and tell you what you need to hear. But, Casey, it's funny that you mentioned the online stuff, man. So have, not having worked in the past week and a half, my NCAA 2014 dynasty with Southern Miss has grown tremendously <laughs> in the last 10 days. Dude, I can't wait. I can't. I, I talked about this with Turtle. I cannot wait for the next college football game to come out. And, look, they're, they're, they delayed the release a little bit, and, it's not going to be this coming summer. It's going to be the next one. We've got to wait forever. But supposedly they're delaying it because they want to do it right. They want to have NIL. They want to have the portal. And they want, bro, that's going to be so much fun. Look, I know that we used to do this as kids. Like you'd show up at Walmart at like 11 o'clock and wait for them to put it out. That's going to be me when that game comes out. I am going to pre-order, do whatever I got to do. The first day it's available, it will be in my hands. The only reason that I'm not really disappointed that it's not coming out this summer is because I get more time to try to find a PS5 because I know they're not that. I know, I know that they're difficult to come by. I'm still on my PS3, man. They're in quarantine. Like I got so back invested into college football 2014, and I've 
I kind of restarted the dynasty with the with the new rosters, and I, I'm still playing. I think I'm on year eight or nine in, in there since uh, since that quarantine break. So let's talk some LSU basketball, men and women. Let's start with the men. The the talk was, oh, bro, you know, they hadn't played anybody, and you know they their competition strength of schedule is not good. And look, those people weren't wrong. LSU really didn't play a very strong schedule, but you open up SEC play against the number nine team in the country. And I, I mentioned this earlier in the week, most impressive thing about that game, look, I'm not surprised that LSU would beat the number nine team in the country at home. It's the SEC. It's hard to win road games. But what I am impressed with is the fact that LSU won that game and didn't even play all that well. The fact that this team is advanced enough to beat quality competition, not even playing their best, just goes to show Coach Matt McMahon has this crew way ahead of where we thought they were going to be. Tell you what, offensively, they're a lot better under McMahon than they were under Will Wade. You're not sitting there in you know uh, in, a, in a position where you need a bucket and you run an offense until there's three seconds left for the shot clock and then just jacking something up and hoping to get an offensive rebound. I thought late in the game uh, on the offensive side they executed very well, getting good looks at the bucket, not settling for anything. Arkansas came back on the other side and just settled. Last night we talked about just settling for outside shots. I tell you what, Arkansas didn't give him anything. Um, especially, you know, you and I were texting back and forth, didn't like a timeout that was called late by Coach McMahon trying to get the ball back in play. Arkansas did a tremendous job of defending that. Um, a couple of things, and I, I know I was I was adamant about it on social media, late-game situations aren't taught as well as they should be. And maybe that's just a, a pet peeve of mine, but if you got a three-point lead with five seconds left, I don't need to dunk. I don't need to lay up. I need you to pull that out, and I need you to. I need you to come on and, and and just wear the clock out. You had more than enough time. You had beat two or three passes. You didn't have any 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 um, obstruction in your area to just dribble the ball out. Instead, we go break a layup and give Arkansas an opportunity to hit a clean half court three that would have brought it into overtime. Just little things, and, and they'll get better at that as as time goes. But McMahon's got his team. Um, you know, they're they're gritty, they're gutty, they're scrappy, and it's gonna, you know, if if they do end up getting ranked, it's gonna be different to see. You always play different as an underdog as you do having that target on your back. And if they if they are ranked, um, you know, in the, in the next poll, if they are if they continue to win, it's gonna be interesting to see how they play with that target on their back rather than just being the underdog. Let's talk about the women. LSU women are now thirteen and zero. Uh, same situation. Uh, they didn't play the most stiff non-conference competition, but boy, they've blasted everybody that they've played. I'm big into analytics. I'm big into looking at computer data and stats and letting those numbers tell me who the best teams are. There are a lot of computers out there that say that the LSU women's basketball team is the best team in the country. Last night, they went on the road, played number 24 Arkansas, and won by 24. Now, how about this stat? They out-rebounded Arkansas 62-30 to last night. They dominated on the glass, shot it until they made it, and look, they didn't play offensively all that well. They only shot 33% from the field, but won by 24 because physically they mutilated the Lady Razorbacks and doubled them on the glass. Just an unbelievable effort from Coach Malky and her team who got to have eyes on making a deep, deep run. That team's really good. Yeah, and they set themselves up for success. And Coach Malky had a quote earlier in the season because somebody questioned her about maybe how soft her schedule was in, in the non-conference and said I'm not gonna go in I don't know what I have year to year at this point with the you know with the with the portal and everything you know just kind of being different right now I'm not gonna go out there and suffer a couple of losses that I don't that I don't need and 
um, you know, those 10, 11, 12 non-conference games that they got to play. She got to see what her team was about. They got to, you know, kind of make that uh, that start that chemistry. And obviously you see beating a team, not playing your best by, by that much and just outworking them. You're not always – your shots aren't always going to fall. you got to find something else that you're good at to be able to grit, grit and gut out wins. And that she's finding that pretty easily so far. So far this season, and uh, like you said, they're they're prime for a for a Final Four run. So, some some I wanted I wanted to bring up, man. And I, I wanted to get your your your, your opinion on this. Uh, TCU, I know we're getting into the, the playoff tomorrow. TCU, obviously tough task in front of them. But Coach Sunny Dyke said we don't have the good fortune to play an out of conference game like the SEC does in Week Ten or Eleven. You're not going to catch the Citadel Week Ten. We caught Texas. What, what's your opinion on that? I would love to have one of my difficult conference games be Kansas. I would love to have one of my difficult conference games be Iowa State. So, yeah, I think he needs to sit out that argument in that conversation. I just want to get you fired up a little bit. <laughs> Let's talk about this, and this is going to be something that only you or I are going to know anything about. But, hey, i got to bring it up because that's what we do. So, Mulkey and LSU don't shoot the ball well yesterday, play poorly, win by about 20, do you think that she sat at the entrance of the gym at the door and handed out tickets for a while while grumbling about how angry she was with the way she, her team played? Or is that oh, only us? Uh, we're not going there. Not here. <laughs> not now. Not <laughs> okay. Very interesting. Let's let's talk about the Pelicans for a second. A, it's because... It's New Year's resolution, Casey. It's my New Year's resolution that started early. Okay. I I, I got you. Look, we got to talk about the Pelicans. A, because it's relevant. They're playing well. B, because Billy Joe's going to come and pull the cords out of the, the mixer here if I don't. He's been asking me for months to ask you about Zion Williamson. The Pelicans are 22-12. and 12. They're playing well. They've got the 76ers today at the Smoothie King Center. I truly believe, and I've said this on this show multiple times, I think the Pelicans are figuring something out. And I think they're figuring out, hey, our best way to play is not McCollum shoot it 20 times, not Ingram shoot it 20 times, not Zion shoot it 20 times. It's Zion shoot it 30 times, Ingram shoot it 15 times, McCollum shoot it 15 times. They're letting the big fella take over, and I think that's the best chance that they got going forward. There's not a day that goes by that I don't get a text from Billy Joe asking or telling me Zion MVP, Zion MVP. But look, man, this is about as close as you're going to get. The guys play some really good basketball, but again, I, I'm going to say it till I'm blue in the face. You got to give it to me when it's when it's meaningful. Not the beginning, not at the, not pre All Star break when you're 21 and 12, which is, I mean, they're number one in the in the in the West at the moment. But at the same time, you only three or four games out of that 10 spot. Yeah, it's not like you're blowing everybody out. You got 30 wins and everybody's chasing you. You're only four games from that 10 spot. So you're gonna to have to continue to do this. What what I'm what I'm loving about it, the whole situation is, is on Wednesday a midweek game, the Smoothie King Arena or the Smoothie King Center was absolutely packed. It's hard to get tickets. It's a great environment. Um, the Pelicans play hard, and I, I've seen a couple of folks kind of mimic that, saying that they're kind of mimicking a college team with the passion and they're having fun to play. That's what people want to see. They don't want to see billionaires uh, get fake slaps in the face and then they're down for 10 minutes crying and then when actually they go to the end to, to the replay and they never got hit nobody wants to see that people want to see the high flying moving passion the dunking late i don't care if i'm up 20 i'm getting that in um type of you know type of type of team and that's what they got and i think win or lose 
with the way they're playing, they're going to be fine. But see, I'm sticking with sticking with what I said in the beginning of the season. Four, five, six seed, going to the playoffs, win a series, win a two series, come back, reload, and then the next two, next couple of years is where they're going to really make their noise. But it's a great atmosphere right now. Um, you know, Zion playing the way he is, can he stay healthy is the, is the big question. Uh, can they be a cohesive unit when Brandon Ingram comes back? It, it's all going to be – it's all fun to see right now. They're playing great. They're playing fun. And um, it's going to be fun to see if they can keep it rolling, uh, especially when B.I. comes back because at the end of the day, there's only one basketball. Yeah, I look, I'm with you. I think they'll win a series or two, and I think they're still little ways away. But – to be in the discussion is certainly very impressive. We got the Citrus Bowl on January 2nd, Monday. LSU will be taking on Purdue at noon out in Orlando. What do you make on the Keishon Bouti situation, man? Oh, bro, I'm staying. Oh, bro, I want to win the championship. Now, apparently, he's leaving. Um, uh, I don't think it's because Jaden Daniels is coming back, but there's a piece of the LSU fan base that can't stand Jaden Daniels. Oh, bro, the quarterback is back. That's why he's leaving. Uh I don't think that's the case. What are your thoughts as you're seeing Keishon Bouti decide, hey, I'm going to the NFL, bro? You cannot tell me that they didn't have that prior discussion that he didn't think Jaden Daniels was coming back. I think everybody except Jaden Daniels knew that Jaden Daniels was coming back. He's not going to get drafted high. And you talk about you know one of the counterparts in the SEC, Anthony Richardson, leaving early, and they're talking about him being the first round. I don't know what realm of the universe that I'm living in right now that he's a first-round pick. He's a six- and seven quarterback. But going back to – Jaden Daniels, there's no way that ha- that prior conversation didn't happen. He knew Jaden Daniels was coming back. It has nothing to do with that. It's some off-the-field stuff. I'm not getting into it, but that's exactly what happened. Um, but LSU on their roster already has two to three receivers that could cover 500 yards in a season, two touchdowns, and 20 drops. We have that on the roster. That would be, we'll be perfectly fine without them. Get your drama. Go to the NFL where drama is king. Look, dude, that's the thing. That's very well said. And, and I understand it from the LSU perspective. He's very talented, and you'd rather have as many good players as you can as not. But you and I have coached teams where there have been maybe an ego or two or a kid that you've got to kind of massage along the way and make sure, hey, are you with us? Are you good? And just constantly having to check and constantly having to feel out that pulse, that's exhausting. And I mentioned it yesterday. I know you were listening, but you texted me during the segment. Like, I really believe that LSU being able to finally let go of that and at the end of every drive not having to feel out, hey, is he still with us? Hey, did he opt out during the punt? Like, did he, at halftime, did he come back out for the second half? Like, I feel like being able to exhale is going to be better for everybody. Uh, look, and you hit the nail in the head again, man. We, we've coached these type of ridiculous athletes that you kind of have to nurture and have your arm around and, you know, it, it, it's like COVID. If they're not running full speed, let's just say they're not running full speed in a sprint or going halfway through some drills, you know, it, it, it's like COVID. It's contagious from that, the, you know, the, the two, three, four, five, up to the, that last person on the roster. They see that that's accepted, and, you know, it, it spreads. It spreads like COVID. And, and having him out of there, they're going to be back to having the hardest working, probably the hardest working room on the team um, and, and that's just something they don't have to worry about anymore. And you're talking about a, a super talented young man in, in Kayshawn, but he leaves next man up. I'm taking Malik Neighbors. Malik Neighbors had a great season. I'm taking Aaron Anderson that's coming in. I, you know, um, Kyron Lacey that, that, that's on the roster already. Um, but the, the kid from Walker, uh, Tom, the Thomas kid, I mean, they're studs everywhere. And that, that may have had something to do with it. Maybe his playing time was about to get cut. You know, we don't know. We don't know. We're not in there. And we're not here to 
I guess we are kind of here to speculate, but I'm not I'm not sitting here and, and crying over Phil Milk. If Milk, if he wants to leave, you know, just go ahead, go make you some money in the NFL, man, and, and best of luck to you. Hey, man, uh, John Cena wrestling tonight on free TV on SmackDown. Are you going to be peeking in over at that one? Cena in a tag match with Owens against Sami Zayn and Roman Reigns. I don't know um, if I'm going to actually be able to watch it live. I may be going to some games or stuff tonight, but I know I'll be watching it back, and I know it's going to post a big number. Anytime Cena's on TV, they're going to be eyes watching to see what's going on. So apparently I chugged a Red Bull during the game last night, doing the game, calling the game with you last night, so I couldn't really sleep. So I started watching some backlog <laughs> SmackDown episodes. Um, I'm almost caught up. Uh, but, yeah, I'm, I'm look, he, he, he's like that. I mean, he's a legend. The guy's a legend. No matter if you like him or not, he, he's, he's got his place in, in WWE history. And any time that he's on, you're going gonna to want to see him. No matter how corny he may be, he's always in the most entertaining match of the night, no matter what he does. But I may be on the road, kind of weather-dependent. I got some scouting to do. and But at the same time, man, it's also college football bowl season officially starts, I think, at 2.30 today with, with a couple good matchups. Uh, so a lot of things to do and not a lot of time to do. Tell me about this. Uh, did you get a chance to watch the Ric Flair documentary on Peacock yet? I, I know I talked about this with Turtle on Wednesday. I finished it last night. It's excellent. Did you get a chance to see it? I've seen some video clips on TikTok, and uh, is it, if, it, if that focuses on him drinking that amount uh, on a daily basis and having his his drinks kind of scheduled, I'm, I'm all about watching that. I, but no, I have not. Uh, aside from, like I said, aside from a couple clips here and there, I've not seen the documentary. So then, the, the next thing I would say, and I don't know if you if you're a listener or not, I would encourage you to go back and listen to the last. Uh, three, four episodes of his podcast to be the man. It's part of the Conrad Thompson family. Look, it's crazy. And it, it, it's really neat, I guess, to see the peace that he's found in his life. Like, they'll start off the episode with, like, a topic. All right, now today we're going to talk about Mean Gene Okerlund. The, over an hour, they never talk about Mean Gene Okerlund. As Ric Flair just gets carried away, he starts telling stories, he starts talking about drinking, he starts talking about football. And I, I think it's really cool to see a guy that's now in his 70s. He's had financial issues. He's been a legend for decades now but he's in a good place in life and d he just doesn't care anymore if he if he doesn't like it he's gonna say hey i don't like it if he's got a story to tell about you he's gonna tell it i, th I think it's really cool to see an older person like that just be at peace and just not have to be worried about anything anymore rick flair's earned that if you ever want that in real life you can come sit down and have a couple beers with my grandfather and Kind of the same. That's kind of why same I, I said it reminded me a lot of that. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm glad you said that. I didn't want to say that without you saying it, but it did remind me of, of talking to your papa for sure. Look, and look, we just we kind of scheduled a New Year's New Year's Eve party, so I'm anxious to get some of that time uh, as well. But uh, you've earned it in that place in your life. It's time to kick back, have some fun, tell the truth. I did see something about maybe him talk him uh, Seth Rollins. Ignoring him at one of these fan conferences or uh, comic cons or whatever, and he, I think he went off on that, and they, they've got some heat and stuff like that. Over, I'm not even really sure what it was over, but like just a little bit that I've heard, he just really doesn't care anymore, and he's going to talk about it if, if it's happening in his life. Good stuff, partner. Well, look, man, we, we're up against it. Thanks so much for the time. Happy New Year, bro. Can't wait for next Friday, and also thanks again for yesterday, man. You guys helped us out, and it was it was a good broadcast, bro. Hey, anytime. I had a blast, and congratulations on your uh, your one-year anniversary for play-by-play. -play. Yes, sir, brother. Happy New Year, man. Take care. Thank you. Thanks. Yep, that is Damian St. Pierre doing a wonderful job. Let's catch a quick break when we get back out of the break. Uh, weekend predictions. I've got some things that I think are going to happen over the weekend, and I'll tell you about them all. It's play-by-play -play on KLEB. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun. 
102.7 FM. It's the Big Finner Sales event right now at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat in Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram trucker van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. It's Mike to tell you for Neal Small Engine Incorporated. Listen up. That's what we did at Gravely. We listened to lawn professionals. Then we brought the professional performance home. Gravely residential zero-turn mowers show the neighborhood that you mean business. Zero turns that are as tough as nails operate a comfort beyond compare. We've had 100 years of professional advice to perfect cutting performance. Just drop the deck, put the neighbors on notice. Gravely, driven from within. At Neal Small Engine Incorporated. Locations in Homa, LaRoe. There are over 3,600 RV dealerships in North America, and just over 1% of those earn the prestigious Top 50 Dealer Award. Fence RV is proud to be in that 1%. Being a Top 50 dealer takes dedication to our customers, offering the best RV brands in the market, great service, and a huge parts selection. Our goal at Fence RV is to enhance customer experiences through our commitment to customer satisfaction. Come on over to Bents RV to experience a top 50 dealer or visit us at BentsRV.com. You have a pest control problem? Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bed bugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control need you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. If you've never been to a Rouse's Market during the holidays, we'd like to officially invite you. We're your fresh seafood market for your casseroles and dressings, your full-service butcher shop with Cajun specialties, your place to get your complete holiday dinner. Above all, we're a family-owned grocery store that supports our community so you can feel really good about shopping for your holiday meal without running around town to check off your list. The best stuff for the holidays is right here at Rouse's. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. Casey Jisclair here. I want to thank Damien St. Pierre for the time. I want to thank Chandler Guitros for the time. Thanks to you all for listening. It's our final show of 2022. We've got some New Year's resolutions that I'll be breaking out in the next show, which will be on Tuesday. Man, here's my, here's, I guess, my challenge. I'll get to the weekend predictions. I get on my soapbox and I start rambling about stuff. Um, Instead of making a New Year's resolution that you're not going to keep, <laughs> right? 
we all said these, ah, oh, bro, I'm going to never eat fried foods again. And then by like 3.30 on New Year's Day, we're aggravated with family and we're in the drive through parking lot at McDonald's to get a 20 piece. Instead of making unrealistic New Year's resolutions that you're not going to keep, I have a New Year's resolution that's easy. It's easy and we all could do it. <clears throat> Three things I think we could all do better. All of us, and this this is something that I do myself, right? I, I'm not just telling you guys to do something that I'm not doing myself. I think we could all sleep better, and what I mean by that is change our sleep patterns. I had to work on this big time. I used to go to bed at 4 a.m. and wake up at 1 p.m., and if we all adjust and, and sleep a little better, and maybe at better times, maybe for longer hours, longer periods, you're all, every single person listening to this, if they do that, they're going to feel better. I promise you. Their life is going to get better. The second thing I think we could do is I think we could all maybe drink a little bit more water, right? That's something else that I had to do. We're all dehydrated in our own ways because we're all active. We're all running around. We're all drinking Coke and Sprite and stuff that we're not supposed to be drinking. If we all drink a little bit more water. We're all going to feel better. I promise you. You do it for a month or so, you're going to get better. And the last one, I'm going to get off my soapbox because you guys don't want to hear me preaching about health. Mental health. Treat everybody better. Be nicer. Be kinder. Be more patient. That stuff is free. You could do that stuff for nothing. Zero dollars it costs to be more kind to your neighbor, be friendlier to your neighbor, be more welcoming, more understanding to some of the plight that other people are going through. If we all do those things, that's better than any resolution of, oh, bruh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go and do sit-ups every day. Oh, bruh, I'm, I'm going to not eat any chocolate anymore. That stuff doesn't in- impact the greater good more so than these other things, which will make you happier, make you more vibrant, make you a better neighbor, a better friend, a better spouse, a better coworker, a better whatever it is that you're trying to be. That's just me going on a little bit of a rant there. You guys want me to talk about sports and not about being a life coach. I understand that, but just some tips and some food for thought as we're approaching the New Year's schedule. <clears throat> or weekend predictions. There are some things that I think are going to happen over the weekend, and I'll start off with this. In the college football playoff games on tomorrow, I'm going chalk-chalk. I think we're going to see Michigan beat TCU. I think we're going to see Georgia beat Ohio State. I think Georgia may actually struggle early in the game. I think that Ohio State may move the ball a little bit at times, they've got a pretty explosive passing attack. Georgia's secondary is maybe a little lacking. But over time, over the course of the four-quarter game, Georgia's going to break them down. They're going to figure some things out. They're going to make some adjustments. I like Georgia to win by about two touchdowns. I like Michigan to win by about 10. I think that Georgia and Michigan will face off with one another for the national championship. We don't have another show before Monday. Uh, We're going to be back on Tuesday. So I could tell you, I think USC is going to beat Tulane on Monday in the Cotton Bowl. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. I don't think that that's me demeaning Tulane. I don't think that that's me being, you know, unfair to Tulane. I just think USC is going to have too many athletes. I think they're going to be able to stop the run. I think they're going to be able to get on the edges and execute their offense. And I, did, I just think that USC is going to have too much. That would be one of my bets of the weekend, USC minus two. I think that they're going to be able to take care of business and win the Goodyear Cotton Bowl Classic. I think LSU is going to beat Purdue. That's not much of a prediction. That's what's supposed to happen. They're favored by two touchdowns in the game. 
They're a 14-and-a-half-point favorite in the game. I think LSU is going to beat Purdue. I think Purdue is going to be able to score at times against a depleted LSU defense, but I think LSU is going to be able to run the ball right at Purdue, right at Purdue, um, and open up some big holes, control the down and distance, control the line of scrimmage, control time of possession, stay on the field, and I really think that LSU is going to be able to gut them from the inside out. It's a Purdue defense that um, <clears throat> allows 136 yards rushing per game, which isn't terrible, but they are a little depleted. They are a little bit short-staffed, and I think LSU is going to be able to run it at them and, and control the way that the game is played by doing that. Another weekend prediction that I got, I think Mississippi State's going to play really well in a very emotional game playing for Coach Mike Leach. They're in the Reliquest Bowl on Monday at 11 a.m. It'll be the first time that they take the field without Coach Leach, who passed away a couple weeks ago. I think that Mississippi State's going to do their coach proud. They've got the new helmets. You know, They're going to be playing with like a Buccaneer helmet in honor of the Pirate. They've got some different things that they're doing to honor him. It's going to be emotional. And because of those emotions, it may even be a little difficult at the beginning stages of the game because they're also facing a great Illinois defense, one of the best defenses in the country. But I think that Mississippi State's going to be able to pull through. And, you know, more so than that, maybe this leads to a greater prediction. This wasn't even on the list, but I'll throw it in there now. I think we're going to see like a resurgence from the SEC in the next couple of days, right? SEC's not started the bowl schedule off good. I think they're about to start getting hot. I think that they're about ready to start winning some games. I think Georgia's going to win the national championship and then some of the other SEC bowl games. I think LSU's going to win. I think Kentucky's going to win. Alabama's going to win. Like some of these other matchups, I think the SEC's going to start to fight back and start to persevere and start to pull through. Let's go to the NFL here. New Orleans Saints, adios amigo. Your playoff hopes will be over by the time we do another show next Tuesday. The Saints are going to lose to Philly. Tampa's going to beat Carolina, and it's going to all be over. New Orleans' is painful, miserable season is going to come to an end this coming weekend. The Saints are not going to be able to run with Philadelphia. The Eagles have too many weapons. They've got too many wide receivers, too good of an offense and a defensive line. They're six-and-a-half-point favorite. That's with Vegas thinking that Jalen Hurts won't play. If he does change his tune and does get into the lineup, which I don't think he will. I think he's going to miss the game. But if he does get into the lineup, that spread's going to balloon out to 10 points, and I just don't think that Philly's going to um, let up. They've got to win it. They don't want to head into the last week of the season needing to win to get home field advantage. They're going to want to push all in, try to ensure that they get home field advantage, and they're going to knock New Orleans out in the process. In the meantime, as I said a second ago, Tampa's also going to beat Carolina and make it all moot. Tampa's at home where they've been far better. Then on the road, I think offensively they'll get going a little bit. They'll be able to slow down the Carolina offense enough, and I think that Tampa's going to get the win there. Uh, let's see. In the matchup of Miami and New England, I'm going New England. Without Tua Tagovailoa likely in the lineup, and maybe even if he did play, but he's been miserable lately, I just think New England's got a little bit more. I think New England's going to be able to control the lines of scrimmage. I think they're going to be able to stop Miami's offense enough, especially with Tua out of the lineup. I think they're better coached, and I think that New England's going to win that must-win matchup for both teams in the, uh, the fight for AFC playoff positioning. Let's talk about Monday Night Football, y'all, because maybe I didn't do a good enough job throughout the course of the week, but this is the first time we talk about this. Shame on me. There's a huge Monday Night Football game. Huge. 
The Bengals are hosting the Bills in a matchup that may decide home field advantage in the AFC. That's 11-4 Cincinnati and 12-3 Buffalo. That's going to be on Monday night. That's going to be one of the NFL games of the year. The Bills are a one-point favorite on the road. Joe, I love you. I'm going Buffalo in this one. I just think it's Buffalo's year, man. I just think it's Buffalo's year. I think they've got... The it factor with Allen at quarterback, I think defensively they're the best of the good teams, right? I think they've got a defense that's just a little bit better than the others. I think they'll get off the field on third down a little better. I think they'll be able to make some plays with the quarterback running. And I think Buffalo's going to beat Cincinnati and kind of grab home field advantage by the throat there in the AFC. But I think it's going to be a really good, really intense football game. Another weekend prediction I got. I think Rodgers and the Packers are going to stay alive. I think they're going to beat Minnesota on Sunday in Lambeau Field. Green Bay's got to win the last two to have a chance to get in. They've had a lot of different things go their way the last few weeks to keep them alive. They've won. Some teams around them that they needed to lose have lost. And I think Green Bay is going to start to build on that momentum a little bit. I think they're going to beat Minnesota. They're a three-point favorite despite the Vikings having a much better record. And I think the Packers are going to keep that momentum uh, going in the right direction. And I think that they're going to get the win over the Vikings. Um, In NBA circles, I think the Pels are going to beat the 76ers tonight in the Smoothie King Center. The 76ers are breaking Tyrese Maxey back into the lineup. And that takes some time, right? You get a guy who is explosive and he gets up and down the floor. And To have him back, certainly it's going to make uh, the 76ers better. But it's not going to make them better tonight. It's always awkward when you're breaking a guy back into the lineup for the first game in a while. It's always awkward when you have a guy like that who's on a minute restriction. He'll be playing 20, 25 minutes. That's always awkward. Those rotations are awkward. So because of that, I actually like the Pelicans to beat the 76ers tonight in the Smoothie King Center. Um, That'll wrap up the weekend predictions. Now we slide seamlessly into our betting picks for some games that I see around the country uh, tonight. I like, let's see, uh, I like over 54 and a half for UCLA and Pittsburgh. I think both teams will be able to score in that one. I like under 50 and a half for Notre Dame and South Carolina. I like the Irish defense to kind of control the game in that matchup. I like under 61 and a half for Clemson and Tennessee. Clemson's offense is not very good. Tennessee's offense is great, but without Hendon Hooker, I think the Clemson defense will be able to control that game a little bit. So I like under in that one. Tomorrow, I like Kentucky plus two and a half over Iowa. I like Alabama minus six over Kansas State. I like USC minus one and a half over Tulane. Um, Yeah, man, those are a lot of bowl matchups that I think are going to end up paying dividends. I like Georgia minus six over Ohio State. I'm not touching TCU in Michigan. There's too much that could go wrong there. Maybe I would touch under 56 and a half in that matchup. The NBA tonight, I already told you I like the Pels. They're an underdog. I like them to win. Plus one, New Orleans over Philadelphia. I like Denver minus four over the Miami Heat. And those are the NBA matchups that I like. Uh, let's go over 232 for the Warriors and the Blazers as well. Whew, I gave you guys a bunch of free stuff today. NFL over the weekend. Let's see if there's a few that I like. Um, Let's see on the list here. Uh, nothing's jumping out so far off the top. I like New England minus two over Miami. Let's go Kansas City minus 12 and a half over Denver. Um, that's about it. That's about it. Uh, that, that, that should be a whole 
batch of games that you guys could choose and you guys could uh, play off of over the weekend. Let's put a pin in it. Y'all have a happy new year. Spend time with family, but please be safe. Please be safe. For a couple of reasons. A, because your family members don't want you guys getting in trouble, don't want you guys getting DWIs, don't want you guys maybe endangering yourselves. And B, I don't feel like writing about your DWIs or you're getting in trouble or anything. So if for no other reason, do it for me. Give me the weekend off. Don't do anything crazy. You've been listening to Play by Play. Thanks so much for listening. Happy New Year. 2023 is going to be awesome. And we look forward to seeing what the future holds. Keep it right here on KLEB. We've got music throughout the day. We'll be back on Tuesday. We will have a sports corner tomorrow. Adios. Love you guys. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow.